Good evening or morning or night or whatever time it is for you guys. Welcome to season two, episode one of the Get Your Nerd On podcast with P90 and Rob. I thought you were going to like introduce me or something like, he's back. Well, right, well, fuck me then. I'm back. Well, dude, I literally curse you out every episode. I'm just like, yeah, another episode with just me because <laughs> this idiot is being him. And it all started just because you decided you wanted to go on a work vacation. Yeah, and then it, it, it was a big spiral. You would have thought that you going on a work vacation would have actually, you know, well, helped I, I push was, it. It wasn't a work vacation. I just stopped working for a period of time. But you would have thought that I went away, so I couldn't bring my comics with me. And then it, it, it was one thing after another. And then next thing I know, I have, I'm backlogged about like 150 comics. Lessons, guys. Don't ever stop. Especially not for a whole month. Wow, it's been a month. Maybe a little bit more. Alright, we're going to be real light today. Starting off with comic news and probably only doing comic news. Actually, one thing about Xbox, but that's about it. Anyway, uh, Stargirl trailer. How do you feel about Stargirl? I like it. Um, especially that the second one that came out like right after the crisis. Uh, Infinite Earths, whatever it's called. Um, it definitely has like Netflix or like HBO quality but still kind of has the story drama of CW, which I, I prefer. It looks like a real show. Um, the CW show started bothering me with their, like, their, the CW drama. Um, but uh, this one, like, just the budget seems way better, the quality and everything. So I'm excited to, I mean, to watch HBO it. HBO got that dough. So, I mean, they just did Watchmen, what looks good. Like, even though they didn't show Dr. Manhattan a lot, Dr. Manhattan looked really cool. Like, because he's just a big ball of blue light. But there are people who can get a big ball of blue light really fucked up and make it look like it doesn't even belong in the screen. Like, they did a good job meshing him into the scene and making it look like a big blue guy is literally walking right next to me, opposed to, like, you know, wild CGI. Yeah, because even like in the CW Legends Tomorrow, there's their um, their CGI. It's not the best, but it fits because of like what Legends of Tomorrow has become. Like they joke about themselves, they joke about the crossovers and everything. So it's a little more acceptable. With Flash, I understand like how much CGI and animation has to go into it. So it it's super pricey. I get it. I think certain things they could make look a little better. But other than that, but then like Arrow, sometimes Arrow's like, I, I mean, I guess Arrow doesn't really have a lot of CGI. That's the one good thing about it. It's it's a bunch of wires compared to CGI because yeah. they're getting exploded everywhere. Their fight scenes got better, but their wire work kind of got worse because he, they've really turned him into Spider-Man of just how he like swings away. Like, um... In the Birds of Canary episode, mm-hmm. right after the, the episode following the crisis, there's a scene where they have to jump off a roof, and um, Mia takes arrows, and she throws it, or shoots it at the ground to create a zip line. Yeah. So you can see her, like, pointing, standing on the edge of the roof, pointing downwards, shooting, and then all of a sudden, there's four zip lines, and everyone everyone's hands are above their head like a real zip line it's like how did that one shot create four zip lines and above that like Something's what's it connected to comics. yeah exactly <laughs> so um 
speaking of shitty CGI and stuff, have you ever tried to watch like Iron Man three in four K? No. Do it, cause one day my mom got a four K TV. The first time we ever got four K TV, I put on Iron Man, um, cause it was on Netflix and I just wanted to watch it. Bro, you can like it looks like Tony is standing in front of the most colorful cardboard cutout you've ever seen. Because the, the CGI uh, green screen or whatever they use just does not mesh properly. And in 4K, it's like... Like, it was an actual updated um, version of the movie. So everything is updated, but you can tell it's faker than it really is. I'm trying to remember. I just recently just watched something, and it had the absolute worst CGI like um edit or or detail or something and i for the life of me i can't remember what it was but anywho but yeah star girl uh i'm excited to um to watch it the uh, the girl seems very kind of cw-ish with her like i don't know her voice from the trailer at least like her voice seems kind of like very teenagery mm-hmm. which i mean is great because she is a teenager but um I'm excited for it because the, um, I think Luke Owens, who plays like the uncle or the the dad, um, who was originally the, um, who was he? He was the the sidekick for Starman, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he. I like him. There's a couple other good people in it, so. I um I'm looking forward to it because it's more the Shazam thing where it's a kid with powers. Because she looks like she's having fun in the trailer, but she also looks like she can get serious. I just, I just hope that it doesn't lean more to, like, the kids' demographic. No, like, no, they no. try to make it too, like, teenager-esque. I mean, seeing as it technically is HBO, I think they're going to focus more on the superhero and keeping it comic cool. I believe if it went straight to CW, like, if it was only a CW mm-hmm. thing, they would have just, like teened yeah, it up yeah, because Flash is yeah. overteened with all the love and crap in it like every I think Legends might be the only thing that's not teened the fuck up no it's really not and Legends is close to Supernatural as far as just like we're giving you what we're giving you yeah they're, they're, they really don't care about like the teen demographic they just care about like having good content and it being funny um, which they do a really good job considering the last episode which uh, I don't want to spoil but it's it's hysterical. I'm gonna get around to watching uh, Legends soon. All right, and on to. Would you be able to tell us your three favorite comics from the past five years, six years since we started reading comics? Storylines. Storylines. Um, I am Bane. Definitely is one of them. Uh, Deceased was really good. Um, I haven't I haven't finished the uh, the one shot that came after that, but uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm trying to think of actual storylines. Um, I was think I came up with this question on the fly, but I was thinking of it too, and I was like, um, I think uh, out of the past six years, All Star is definitely one of my favorites. All Star Batman, yeah, I, that was good, but like, I don't know, it wasn't. It, it didn't really seem like a collective story to me. I liked it for this um, because it was just like... Oh, it was, it was like a hunt, right? They were like yeah, hunting down. It, they were trying to find the cure for Harvey. Right. 
and it ended up not being there. So, like, Batman went across the world to get this cure, right. and now he had to go back across the world because there's a hit on him for something else as well. And I thought that was dope. Um, I'm trying to think of all the other... I'm going to have to put White Knight on there. Once you start reading White Knight yeah, 2... Yeah, you know what? White Knight was pretty good. I, I don't think I could do, like, a top three. I would have to do, like, a top five. Because it's, like, once you start remembering all these other ones, you're like, okay, yeah... Because, like, Deceased definitely is locked into there no matter what. Like, that can't be bumped out because the the artwork, the writing, the, the, the story itself is, is it's dark, it's gritty. It's and it was fast-paced in a good way. Yeah. It, like, was, it was fast-paced, but it wasn't rushed. Except the ending. Like, yeah, that the, was the only the thing ending. that just seemed like it went quick. But even then... It's still very tolerable compared mm-hmm. to other rush things that we've seen in comics recently. What was the one that just... Um... Technically, Tom King's thing was rushed because they put him out early, so he made his issues shorter. And then uh, Heroes of Crisis. Heroes in Crisis, definitely. That was really rushed. I feel and like then it what was just was, like, um... fuck, we're going to rush this because it was bad to everyone. The, the, the uh, You're the villain thing that was just happening with... Um... Oh, um... The infection or no, the actual the, year that the, the actual like the perpetua and whatnot. Yeah, like, so that was, was kind of that was kind of rushed too. The way the Justice League issue happened did not happen how I thought it was gonna yeah. happen. Like I feel like they also forgot about the whole Starro thing because remember Starro smacked everyone's face. So to go back to storyline, Justice League ran. So when when Rebirth started, Justice League ran to something in like the 30s to 50s Mm -hmm. and then they stopped and then it was justice league no justice Mm -hmm. that was a four-parter which is a really good story which started the whole um that was the the source source wall breaking which then created all the other storylines of perpetua uh event leviathan um the the flash series of the um, the different forces, the Sage Forge, the Sage Force, um, Strength Force. Strength Force, Sage Force, Still Force. There might be one more. Force. Yeah. And I think it's just four then. Four yeah, it's forces. four because we only met um, three other people. Yeah, any any event. So no, no Justice created a bunch of other good storylines, but, but just as the old Justice League was ending, that was a really good, like, I was burning through those. So I would have to say, yeah, uh, I Am Bane, uh, Deceased, White Knight, the first season, and then the the first run of um, Justice League. Yeah, I'd have to put a little bit more thought in there. I can't, um, I could definitely go to five, shut up stomach. I can definitely go to five. I could definitely do ten. I mean, yeah, there's obviously so there's, there's a lot of good ones, but when you have to like top it to like, the, the top when you're like these are the best like it's really hard to break down it's definitely I, something we're gonna come back to next episode there's a lot of good storylines that have like good parts but they they don't qualify to like be in the like the championship circle oh, because sure. of like okay they had one really good thing but they also had like three bad things like the entire to me the entire Tom King run is like some really good stuff but your whole run is not my favorite run out of all the runs that I've read like uh, like an author's issue run is what I mean, guys. Is like Tom King had eighty five issues. Scott Snyder had 
damn, he had mad issues in the last in, um, New 52, but like their entire issue until their saga concludes is a run. Tom King's 85-story run does not match up to Scott Snyder's New 52, however many freaking comic books he wrote uh, run. But speaking of Tom King, how did you like the last Batman uh, story that we got? The the entire 85 run from Tom King. So the, so the before the with, with the um that started the right, dad right yeah started right before I am Bane um with Gotham Girl introducing and everything all the way to Bane being broken to finding out Bane was actually breaking the bat slowly to Batman not marrying Catwoman. I would say for the whole run, I'd give it like an eighty seven percent. So like a B plus, mm-hmm. just shy of a B. Um, the wedding part kind of got like lost me here and there. Um, I think they built up a lot of stuff and they just didn't execute it very well. For instance, like the wedding, it just didn't didn't go well. But the, I love the art and the like. At times, like they really got the tone of Batman down, um, like the grittiness of it when it was uh, I Am Bane when he, back in like the, the I want to say like the 50s, when he was trying to find Bane in, in the prison, was it Pentecosta? Uh, Santa Prisca. So, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, and he was just like, he was imprisoned and he was like, trying to survive and then he like escaped and he went to Bane and he has that like that big thing oh, oh it was about like um would this be a good death mm. and he was like he like wanted to give up but he was like nah this wouldn't be a good death and like this wouldn't be a good death and finally he was like this would be a good death but then like the whole thing of just like when he fought Bane and Bane was like I am Bane and he's like I am Batman and he just beat the shit out of them. So I, th- they really have their moments, which really outweigh, ha- have a deeper strength that outweigh the bads. But I think for the most part, it was pretty good. I, towards the end, I didn't really like it because like the whole, it got a little messy between everything going on with Justice League and like time wise too. Everything going on with Justice League, the whole his dad from another Earth showing up, teaming up with Bane, it got a little confusing for me at least of like where the story was really heading where it came from I feel like they didn't explain too much of the background um and so but yeah I mean overall I, I what did I say 70 87 uh yeah he's like 87 yeah 87 I give it a B plus word um I give that thing like a 50 I'm not gonna lie it's getting a 50% from me Alright, see, I don't want to give an F, so I'm going to give it a... We're going to give it a C- instead. Mainly because... the My favorite part about this entire run, once I sit and think about it, was the introduction of Gotham. Both Gotham and Gotham Girl. Um, certain parts of the jokes and riddles... I, I kind of forgot about that. Because when you really sit and think about it, it was dumb and unnecessary. Yeah, it really was. Like, there was cool things that happened. Like, you got to see Riddler be gangster as fuck for once. And 
Joker was having a midlife crisis thing. Um, cause he was just like, I can't laugh. Nothing is funny anymore. Um, but yeah, so like it had less interesting arcs. Um, I did like the I am Bane thing. Um, sadly I had to go and get that on trade, but I remember when I read it, I was enjoying it and then I was hyped and then it just, it just went downhill. Like there was no other good thing. The other best thing that came out of it was actually, no, that wasn't even that good either. There was a section of the comics where they were about to get married or pre-wedding and it was having I think it was a four or five part spinoff and other people started getting invitations to the weddings mm. and they were fighting villains pre and like it was like that's cool but maybe if they got married like I understand that they technically did at the end of the whole thing technically they're married now but like if they did I would have been like alright you can at least get a B minus, but that was one big thing for me. It was definitely um, like some of the storylines they just were lackluster. I, it didn't have me going ooh, ah, ah, and I didn't like his writing because it was just way too poetic. Like everything was a poem in every issue, and then the whole Batman and Selina finishing each other's lines when we got closer to the end. It just seemed a little too romantic for Batman. No matter how much I want him to have love, I can I can see where you're going with that. With the whole it was too romantic, but at the same time, like, I think that was the whole point. The whole point was to kind of like build up of like how it was too good to be true for Batman. I get and, that. And he got lost in it, and he and he like kind of comes to that like realization. But then like when she left him, like he was like, oh right, like I can't have a good life. That was probably the best part was when, I mean, I want them to be, I'm happy that they're married, but that was great because Batman was like, yeah, now nah, I'm going to keep doing me, dog. And then the other best part, although it's going to sound really, really fucked up, was when Alfred died because that situation was just very correct. I believe that Damon would act on his own, go into the city, even though he was risking the butler's life because... He is still a child, so he makes decisions based off of anger more than anything, no matter how much he's been trained by Batman, because he's still young. So, like, that was the most boss thing ever. And Bane was just like, yeah, I'm snapping his neck now. And, like, that was dope. And then it started going a little downhill again, because of the mainly because of the writing. Now, if I were to judge this purely on just, like, art and the things that happened in this in the art leading up to everything... It'd get more like a, a B, just a flat B, because the art of it is fucking great. Fucking awesome. Batman was beating the shit out of people. Yeah, Batman was definitely... And talk about good art, like the new ones right now, the 86 and 87. Yeah, 86 like, and 87. That that went out with the bang, quite literally, and I'm happy with it. I'm like it. The Joker is slowly coming back in that one. Um, I mean, supposedly he's going to be a part of the big fight that Batman's in, but I also feel like Joker has his own plan, because at the... Joker's low-key been sitting in the background, because he appeared, he was in Justice League, and then Batman Who Laughed showed up. Also, where the hell did Batman Who Laughed go? Um, he got locked up in the Hall of Justice, and then he broke out with the infected people. Once you read infected... I was about to say, I didn't read all the infected, so... Um... But yeah, so, 86, we get a bunch of assassins who were apparently hired 
to I don't remember if it was to either assassinate Bruce Wayne or to sabotage his plans of building a better Gotham because Batman wants to build a better Gotham and he wants to try and limit the amount of times that the freaking villains will keep breaking out of Arkham um also there's a new villain in play but we don't know much about them and I can't wait because apparently they're gonna appear starting in 80 but anyway back to this thing um, 80 we're in 80 uh sorry 90 um but yeah so after this whole assassin thing um batman ends up apprehending all of them and he's taking he takes them to this new cell that wayne and um lucius made which is called the black block and it's like supposedly the most inescapable prison that He's ever come up with most sensors and everything. So we already know how this is going to go. It's it's the best thing. Santa Prisca was supposed to be one of the wildest prisons too. But anyway. Well, Santa Prisca was a wild prison because that was like... the, the Well, jail. deadly. Yeah, like the jailmates ran that bitch. But you also aren't supposed to be able to escape it that easily. Well, it's true. Yeah. Bane literally swam across an entire... Like, well, that's Bane, so... A lot of fucking water around i mean he was literally born in there so yeah, yeah of course he had time to train low-key band slightly aquaman <laughs> um all right so the rundown um the batman assassination attempts and the rise of a new villain in 87 riddler has gone a little crazy he's been trying to figure out the the riddle of gotham city itself and starts by calling penguin to talk about how five of the most the world's most expensive assassins were hired but while this is going on penguin was massacring people who were in his own inner circle as the night goes on we're introduced to a new cell type which i mentioned um it's in the gcpd this time it's built by batman and lucius it's called the black box black block um but in there after talking with deathstroke he finds out that cheshire one of the assassins who he had apprehended was using a clay body double and she's still on the loose she heads to kill the heads of wayne enterprises which is lucius fox himself and batman shoots himself out of his new jet which was freaking dope that was really cool literally shot himself out of a jet and it turns into like one of those wheelie back wheelie things and he's just fucking wheeling down a building and then uses his grappling hook to hit the street and he just chases chester and then she just like stomps on his chest and i was like oh man Batman's just gonna fail this entire story. And then he drives under a freaking truck and then she gets like gets obliterated by the front of the eighteen wheeler. I just would cause I, I and this is one thing I hate about comics. Like, you know they're going at a f- fast speed. She was in the engine of the truck and like bounced out. I know. And she was kind of just laying there. I kinda like, thought not she was broken. gonna be dead. And I I, I just wanna see like at one point like something happen like that and her leg is bent like backwards in the way it shouldn't be like bones are sticking out and she's just crippled yeah it was just a bunch of uh, scratches on yeah it's just like there's i get you're the comics and like humans can face with gods that are the size of like you know planets and they don't die but like just want like uh, you know who it's gonna it's gonna happen to kite man (laughs) Kiteman's gonna like trip over a twig and like break his arm and just like "Ah." oh my god kite man um but yeah she ends up warning batman that there's a game being played and he won't know what's happening until it's over 
back at block back at black block which apparently is a mouthful for me pause the inmates escape but they don't seem to be able to get out and that has something to do with penguin it seems like penguin i don't know maybe he has the blueprints but he said those doors ain't opening for you deathstroke and well, this is kind of like what other storyline was it where um whose plan did they t- was it in justice league or was it a previous batman was it batman with bane how they stole selena's plan like um, someone knew you know what I'm talking about like there was something recently where they someone thought of a plan but didn't want to go through with it mm-hmm. and then they took it and ran with it and then at the end I'm pretty sure it was it was with Batman that like Bane and Batman Selena originally came up with like this plan or was it Justice League um I don't know I'd have to like think on this I feel like I know what you're talking about anywho so I the reason that this whole designer who is the designer which is the um, from 86 and on it's a really good series because a dark and gritty that i love awesome like man's head literally implodes from chemicals in his head yeah it was actually Um, really nice and um it's a mystery so like batman really has to be a detective so there's good fighting there's good detective work it's a mystery i like how the fact that like it's it's double-sided where the fact where batman's trying to figure shit out and then there's a mystery going on where Penguin knows what's going on, but we're slowly finding out what's happening from that side. So it's like a, a story from both sides of the end. So it's really cool. I'm, I'm excited for this run. I can't wait to see the how, um, I think his name's James, the dude who's writing this, how he does the dynamic of Batman and Catwoman now that they're officially together. And I wonder how long he's going to make it last. Because technically everything can change as long as DC just says, yeah, go ahead. Sounds good. So I want to know if he's going to keep them during the entire run. If he's going to try and break them a bit. Or if it's just going to be some real good cat and bat. Because I actually enjoy them being together. Like I have no issue with it. It's something that's always been in everything. They've always had that flair. So it's not like it came out of someone's ass, you know. Yeah. So I'm cool with it if he decides to keep it. I just want to know how it's going to play out for the rest of stuff. But these issues seem like they're pretty good, and I can't wait to see. I just really want to know. What the... All right, everyone has Joker fatigue except for me, and maybe it's because I've seen him run away from himself, technically. Um, well, it's it's also more the fact that they started off Rebirth with this whole, there's three Jokers, and then they never touched on it again. They kind of just let it be. I think they're just really, really banking on the three Joker story being like the most intense story ever or something like that because they haven't mentioned it again. And I think, I don't know if it's because they want to minimize any of the continuity errors that they might make by mentioning it when there's going to be a story for it already. Um, Because it's like this. Uh... The more you speak, the more you're prone to making an error right. in your sentence. Right, right, So they don't want that to happen before his book comes out. I think it's also difficult when you have tie-ins, like with Justice League, like with Flash, right? So like Justice League, the whole perpetual thing and all that whatnot, and then that kind of seeps into all everyone's single storyline, Batman, Flash, um, whoever else. I don't read anybody else. Um, but... Um, and so now it's like so that's done with 
with Batman Run. They don't talk about the Doom, the Legion of Doom and all that, but Flash is still dealing with it with Captain Cold. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like once they can stop that bridge and it's like strictly like Batman isn't referencing stuff that's happening in someone else's storyline, then it's like, cool, you can do that because then you're just strictly focusing on that alone. Once I think once they do that, then they they can come out with the the three jokers. I just really want that storyline because I know I, I know it's not going to be a DC uh, DC dark right black label Bla- black label yeah black label. I know it's not going to be black label, but I kind of wish it was because you know that would have been good. I wonder if they're gonna put you know what? Let me double check on if that is actually a black label because it's not going to be because it, it it came out on the just the regular rebirth. Nah, it's gonna be a black label. Is it? Is yeah. It? Um, if you scroll over there, you'll see the cover, and it has a black label print on it. And man, oh, I so can't they wait. actually have the story already. No, this is. Let me see. This is the old. There you go, Batman. Uh huh. Yeah, no, it was just showing pictures like um that of like why this is coming out. Cause I think you were looking at uh the end of the Batman run last time, right? That's where you find yeah, out. I think, I think these photos are from... The beginning of Rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's a whole article. Oh, that's when he's on the Morbius chair. Okay. And then, yeah, this is one of the first couple pages of the first issue of Rebirth. Um. So, yeah, I can't freaking wait for that. That is going to be dope. Okay, so then, yeah, that's getting even better now. Um. I, I wonder how brutal it's going to get, bro. Oh, man. Um... Yeah, let me stop orgasming over that because that is. I want to see the Joker's fight each other. That would be hilarious. Like they they can't decide who kills Batman, so then like they start fighting with each other. Alfred's not dead because Alfred's the Joker. Mind blown. <laughs> they thought he died, dumped his body, and he came back to life. At the end of. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't read the last night number three. If it even came out, I don't know. But the first episode of that, or episode, uh, first uh, issue of that, yeah. messed me up when he like woke up and he was in the um, hospital and Alfred was talking to him. I was like, I, I don't know what to think anymore. Like, it's it doesn't make sense. That's what I kind of hate, too. It's like, even last night, it's like its own thing. It's like th- three issues and it has nothing to do with anything. Like, I like stories like that where it's just a good story, has nothing to do with anything, so it's it's not going to be get mentioned in three months from now and, and Batman issue 102. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it, it just confuses you because you don't know. It's like, are they basing this off previous stories or is this just like... Yes, this is technically Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder's... Um, so if you were to read everything from New 52, right? The continuity stuff. That ends with Joker dying or disappearing, but we find out that also Joker doesn't die. He's been taking this type of chemical that's like 10 times worse than the Lazarus Pit, and it technically gives him immortality. So, uh, Joker disappears, and then this is a, what if we were able to end that run, but we're doing it under black label because it's not official. Mm-hmm. It's just if you gave us the chance to end this run and put an end to Batman, this uh, is the story okay. we'd make. Okay. Did it come out with issue three? Uh, yes, it just so came I, out. I, I um, it's at my shop actually. I just seen ah, it. Ah, it's right there. Oh, yeah. picked it up. Yeah. Oh yeah, it came out last week actually. 
Um, but yeah, speaking of the last issue that we were talking about, this is all leading up to a really awesome battle for Batman. Apparently in issue 90, we're going to get introduced to the designer and Batman's going to be fighting the assassins. He's going to have to fight with Penguin. He's going to fight alongside Harley Quinn. The Joker is going to also make an appearance. And I saw the cover for it. And man, that shit just looks fucking dope. It's like Batman surrounded by hella people. Now we gotta Google this. And Harley Quinn just like kicks him in the face. I mean, kicks a uh, Joker in the face who's in a GCPD um, thing. Like, bro. Oh my god, I cannot wait for this mother flipping thing. See, comics are great when they're written great. I'm gonna show, I got it for you right here. It's that joint. I don't know if that's a cover or a page in it, but. I feel like that's a variant. Fucking dope. Um, it didn't say under it, so I'm not too, too Yo, sure. Yo, March 4th. Aren't we, hold on, we're on 80. Oh, twice. Okay, yeah, twice a week. So we're on eighty seven. So then twice a month. Eight, eighty eight. Yeah, eighty eight, yeah. eighty nine. Okay, yeah. Yeah, man. Feels like it's gonna be a little bit longer this time. See, that's the thing. I think they're pumping them out twice a month, not necessarily every other week. It's just like no matter how many weeks, you're only getting two a month. Yeah. Because I do believe they changed the way his prints coming out, since it's only supposed well, it's only, to live it's up to. It's always been week. twice a month. Yeah, but it's been every other week. That's the thing. It's been every other week, but there's possibilities when we would get three comics in a week. I don't think they're doing this with him at all. Because they literally want him to stop at 100. That was was very rare. But, yeah, I I know what you mean now. Um, I don't... I'm not trying to rush his thing. I only reason I can't wait for it to be over is because the new generation of DC. I want to know what the fuck's going to happen. Because they're planning on there's going to be a crisis and they're going to get rid of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and a bunch of other people. And I just want to know how it's going to turn out. And I'm still going to buy the comics faithfully and we're still going to bring the news to you. But just know if it's bad, we're going to trash it. But I don't think it's going to be bad. I have faith in DC. They seem like they know what the fuck they want to do and how they want to give us some crazy events. So I can't wait. Now on to Detective Comics. I don't know the number of Detective Comics, but... Sorry, I'm doing a horrible job. I totally forgot the number of the detective comic that we would be talking about 1018 all right so 1017 1018 1017 was batman um after the whole year the villain thing ended he holy shit no okay yeah he um him and damon went on a trip to find a missing child um actually wow there's been three detective issues so 16 him and damon had to deal with um missing child's case bruce wayne had to find a child he ended up finding him the child was dead so he named a second place in the orphanage after him and he got rid of the old orphanage head 10 10 18 10 19 okay so then this is 10 17 i'm talking about right now then cool um so yeah he finds a um he fires the old orphan head dude and tells him like yo you can't live here you were selling kids um out of my orphanage and we're not too sure for why it was possibly organs or something so i can't wait to see if this builds into something else because the way that issue ended batman made a promise to like every child he was like i'm going to be here from now on i'm gonna make sure everything's safe and then after that we went into a two issue arc of Batman and some freaking Norse mythology type shit, dog. Like, it was a really cool little story. 
um, about Batman having to fight this Norse, this dude who thought he was from Norse times, I guess I would say. And uh, he was literally running around with an axe, chopping people down and freaking pinning them on trees for sacrifices. And and the most recent issue, he was being used. We found out they were drugging him and making him think that he was um, in those times. And like this big creature came out of a portal in his mouth and just ate all of his worshippers and then left. And it's just a nice little side story, but it's the funniest thing ever. I'm pretty sure something bigger is going to come out of it, but it's just nuts. Because, like, you don't see Batman himself dealing with Portal Beast from hell like that. That's more like a war with the Justice League now type of thing. But what did you think about uh, about the past three issues? From the whole orphanage missing kid thing to the two Norse. I don't remember the orphanage one too well. Um, I I mean it wasn't. I, I don't remember the details. I know it wasn't a bad issue because it was like it was just like a one shot, right? Yeah, it was a one shot. Yeah, it was like a so, very detective-y. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was actually it was pretty good. Um, I can't remember all the details, but I just remember it was pretty good. I wasn't upset by it. Uh, I like the the last two, the Nordic one. Um, it was it was absolutely random. It wasn't bad. That's detective does a pretty good job with like doing a random one issue, two issue storyline. Uh, this one was just light, and it was kind of cool. Like the villain was cool because it was like mysterious, and then you find out like in the second one how he was being used. Um, and then Batman is kind of like narrating towards the end because he's putting a, a voice memo a voice memo in. And, uh, excuse me, and um, and how he's he was saying how he's fought monsters before, and he was trying to figure out what this monster wanted, and he was trying to like figure it out. But then he was like, although at the end of the day, it's still a monster, so it's like you could have no idea what it wants. Uh, and then the issues kind of resolved itself, and that was that. So it ended kind of quietly, and although I feel like they can this is a storyline where they can kind of come back with it because it is a cult so if they ever need like a random issue again they could just kind of plug this storyline again um yeah no i i'm fucking with uh with the idea of them bringing it back because i would like to see what happens if batman did have to face this big mythical beast that Mm -hmm. popped out of this dude's mouth um but that's the other thing i like about detective comics they do small stories like even when they were doing things for the bigger picture it was very small but very good arcs victim syndicate was like five arcs yeah monster um men monster men was uh four or five arcs and they had spinoffs um so of course it's a little longer with the spinoffs intact but it was a six-part series actually not even with the spinoffs um because it was like three batman one nightwing one batwoman when she was still around and I think one other person had a spinoff, but that was just about it. And it was pretty good. Um, Opposed to, like, not trying to shit on Tom King anymore, but, like, just opposed to his story arcs, which just seemed like they were dragged um, more than it was net. Like, it would be one thing if it was totally necessary for him to have 20 issues on jokes and riddles, but it didn't make sense. Yeah. 
opposed to if the monster Which one ran too long too. We were, I remember we were complaining. Was it jokes and riddles that we were like, okay, like yeah, because they just kept giving us issues of like them shoot like the the villains that were on each side. Yeah, just shooting it out and Riddler and Joker at tables. You know what's sad? Eating with them. You know what's sad when the best part of that storyline was Kite Man. <laughs> yeah. When Kite Man's the best part of your story, you you messed up somewhere. He was just like his funniness made me like, all right, let me see if they ever do anything with this man. But yeah, so like that that's one thing I love about Detective Comics. They like to keep it short and sweet. Like we got you, it's gonna be good. We might have an overarching story, but we got you. And that is it for comics. I'm just gonna rant three things about Xbox just because I'm a fanboy. Xbox will be supporting both generations for the next two years or less, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I would have said this on my podcast, but I'm on break until next week, and we did this first. So I just want y'all to know that it is a great idea that Xbox is not going to leave you Xbox One users behind when us Xbox One X, <laughs> Xbox One S users have the awesome graphics and the great games too. Like, it's stupid. People are like, oh, why don't you have any true exclusives? I mean, it's Xbox exclusive. If you want to upgrade, you can upgrade. If you don't want to upgrade, Xbox is just like, that's fine, dude. We're still going to give you guys games. We're not going to fucking shit on you and be like, you have to upgrade to our system. We know it takes time. And people are trying to say that's like a really bad idea. And I don't don't get it. Like, they're doing nice things and you guys are mad. We're still going to get our Xbox only games. Um... Xbox Series exclusives will come, though, eventually, about a year after it comes out. For example, Halo Infinite might be on the Xbox and the Xbox Series S, but uh, Hellblade 2 may not be on the Xbox One and only on the Series S. That's just an example. Don't take that as word. And that's actually about it. Uh, hold on. I'll say the comic DC comics that are coming out this week, since we're talking about it. Dun, dun, dun. So for the week of week of February fourth, twenty twenty. Once this damn thing loads, all right. So we got Batman number eighty eight. Then we have DC's Crimes of Passion, which is I guess its own little thing going on. Got Nightwing and Batman and. Uh, Catwoman in it. Then we have no. I think that's Laura Lane actually. Um, if it's Laura Lane, it uh, either a reporter or one of Crimes of Passion. Yeah, that's not Catwoman in the cover though. I don't believe. It says Catwoman and Nightwing. Why? Mm. Aren't you the detective? Mm. We're in love. Okay. What the fuck? That's actually mad funny. Harley Quinn number seventy. Joker and Harley number three. That's from Black Label. Oh my god, Joker and Harley. So Justice good. League 40. Then we have Justice League Odyssey number 18. Dark Side is back. Dun dun dun. Odyssey's good too. Lois Lane number eight. And that's eight out of 12. Mar- uh, Martian Manhunter number 12. And that's the last issue because that's a 12 part series. Martian Manhunter? Yeah. You have Young Justice 13, and that is it for this week. 
Alright guys, thank you for sticking with us. Um, sorry for the feedback. If it's bothering you this episode, we will have it fixed up next episode and we will be back to our regular scheduling program of all of our beautiful news that we like to get for you. So thank you, you dicks, and have a great day. Deuces.